This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. started to get weird. And it was 2014 in the Obama era. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, when you look at what's unfolded today, Joy, to me, all of this started eight years ago when Dave Bratt defeated the sitting House Majority Leader Eric Cantor in his primary. It was the first time, really, that we saw from that Tea Party wing of the party that had emerged them successfully take out what they called the establishment, which they really thought of as the enemy. It's, it's funny because that wing of the party, the Democrats were the opposition, but their own leadership, their own party structure, they saw them as the enemy, and they successfully took out Eric Cantor. And Cantor was part of this trifecta that was anointed as the young guns. It was yeah. Paul Ryan, Eric Cantor, and you guys. It, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin they were going to be the heir parents that were going to take over. Canner goes down. Boehner then, a year later, resigns from Congress, not just vacating the speaker. He left. He took his ball and went home. McCarthy was supposed to be the leader at that point. The night before the vote's going to happen, the Freedom Caucus puts out 30 to 40 members saying they're not going to vote for McCarthy. 24 hours later, McCarthy bows out of the race. Paul Ryan ascends. Guess what happened shortly after that? Paul Ryan leaves Congress. He didn't want to deal with it anymore because it got too crazy. Here we are now, all those years later, and it's the same play playing out. Yeah. A vocal minority of extreme, and in this case, anti-democratic domestic terror sympathizers, have hijacked the entire caucus. There are 222 Republicans in Congress. How is it possible that these people have allowed 20 of them, led by Matt Gates, who you know sent Venmo's to a child uh, uh, trafficker of some kind? Like, how do they allow this to happen? Yeah. That they get held hostage, and it's because for every time that this has happened. They capitulate. That's been the Republican response. The reason why Donald Trump was able to hijack the Republican Party was because they surrendered it to him. Trump didn't take it by force. He just won it through attrition. They just yeah. gave up. Now they're seeing what happens when you let that happen. There's a reason why, Joy. The United States motto is we don't we don't negotiate with terrorists. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why. Yeah, for me, a lot of what we're seeing now, which is really the complete neutering of leadership, started about eight years ago in June in 2014 when Dave Bratt defeated the sitting House Majority Leader Eric Cantor. That was the first chink in the armor of leadership. This was the first time that this right-wing faction within the Republican Party at the time, the Tea Party, now has morphed into the MAGA movement. That side got an actual, what they would call a scalp. They successfully took one of the members of the establishment down. They've always been operating from the assumption that Democrats were the opposition, but their own leadership, their own establishment was their true enemy. That's what the Steve Bannons and the Laura Ingrams and the Mark Levins and that crowd at that time, that's what they preached. And in defeating Cantor, they were able to actually see that through. That gave them the momentum 
to then go after other leaders. A year later, John Boehner not just leaves the speakership, he leaves Congress altogether. A few years after that, Paul Ryan leaves Congress altogether. So they have seen this collective ability to take down the top leaders in the party. And it's just been a few of them, just small voices that have hijacked the party. And every single time this confrontation has come to a head, the Republican leadership capitulates. Okay, it's Wednesday, 4 January in the year of our Lord, 2023. We've got uh, Juan Shishans in Brazil, the hatchet man, the enforcer, uh, and quite frankly, the evil but brilliant strategist for Xi is in Brazil for Lula's um, inauguration. We've got a, a team on the border in Mexico. we got a team at the Vatican. We have major news. We've, we've got uh, issues with a debt contagion, maybe even spreading from Japan uh, to other places. We have major news. But all that's got to be just put aside for today because we're in a historic moment and the next couple of hours may determine the direction of all this. Um, Kurt Bardella, welcome to the war room. Uh, and I didn't want to start with all the, the Fox stuff and everything that's happened. We're going to get to that. I got Russ Vote, one of President Trump's most ardent uh, supporters. And you should understand the framework we're dealing with. Uh, President Trump did come out this morning with a, uh, a truth social, a truth, I guess they call them. Uh, with a um, backing Kevin McCarthy all in, you got to take the win, take the victory. Let's do it. Send Nancy Pelosi home and move on. Uh, Russ Vogt, one of his one of his most ardent supporters, has come out on Twitter and said, "Yeah, I love President Trump. We back him, but I, I'm not seeing this. And these guys are not going to back down." Corey Lewandowski is going to join us. Got Mike Davis, Ralph Norman, and a couple of uh, what is now they're referring to him as a Taliban twenty. This is how ugly it's going to get. Um, but I want to give you the history of this. Because it's very important because this just didn't happen overnight. This has been building for 10 or 12 years. And um, the tell here, I've got Dave Bratt. And, and I want to go Kurt Bardella, who, who is the one of the biggest haters out there. He was uh, Daryl Issa's comms director before he got caught in a controversy and got let go by Issa. A very talented guy, uh, but not an ideologue. Uh, he worked for me at Breitbart. He was there. He saw what went on. And he understands the history here. And particularly going back to 2014, it really started with the Tea Party movement in 10, but the real it came to a head uh, at the first wave with uh, defeating Eric Cantor. Remember, Eric Cantor is just not any guy. He was a majority leader. The first time in the history of the American Republic in 2014 that a sitting majority leader was defeated in a primary. And the reason this is so historic for our audience, particularly you guys who are just coming on to politics in the last couple of years, you have to understand the history is that Zuckerberg was set they were going to have a big festival the next day to come on Capitol Hill with what the Republican Party had done about um, the uh, defeat of Romney in 12. They had this thing called the the assessment or the analysis, uh, and they were going to basically back DACA. They were going to have a massive immigration. It was all set for the, like, the next day or the day after in Washington. Cantor gets defeated by an unknown economics professor from Randolph-Macon. Uh, really led the tip of the spear then, uh, Laura Ingram and her radio show. I don't think she wasn't even on Fox. I'm Laura Ingram's radio show. In the Natalie winners of her day, Julia Hahn, a young 20-year-old 20 gra graduate from the University of Chicago, was her producer. Eventually worked for us at Breitbart and went to the White House with us in the victory. Um, because this was really the beginning of the real Trump movement. Was that, was that very... Uh, was everything. And one of the things it was all about was about spending and immigration and the border and all of it. Uh, and, and, and Cantor was defeated. Boehner was defeated by the motion to vacate. Mark Meadows put it in that Boehner just didn't step down. 
they did a, you heard this term, motion to vacate. They put a motion to vacate in, and Boehner realized he didn't have the support. He was forced out. Then Ryan was essentially forced out. He retired. He couldn't take it. And now, now McCarthy is the fourth, right? The fourth of the young guns plus Boehner. And yes, it's, it's not personal. It's about what the, this is what Russ Vogt calls the heart of the cartel. Okay, this is the heart of the cartel. I want to bring in, um, I want to bring in um, Dave Brat. Start with Brat. We got Russ Vote next. Corey after that. Brat, but here, here's the, go in my getter. That's the easiest thing to do. But if you can't, and if Denver can put them up, there's a couple of articles I have up today. They look like they're about different things, but they're actually about the thing itself. Okay, there's a piece in the Hill. That says the senators are very concerned now about McCarthy, that he's that he, he's shown so much weakness here. They don't know if he's going to be a control uh, this conference. He doesn't know if he's going to be a control of the Republicans. But the buried lead is down like 10 paragraphs. It's the same guys, Cornyn and Thune and all the collaborationists that 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 worked on the on the omnibus bill. And what are they worried about? Exactly. Because this audience is the head of the creditors committee. They're worried about two things, the debt ceiling and the appropriations bill. Boom, right there. This is why Fox all night long. And by the way, people have so many colleagues and friends over there. It's not about people, not about people. And things are going to get very personal. It's going to get nasty, but it's not about people. But you got Sean last night. This morning, you got uh, Fox and Friends. You got the Wall Street Journal. You got the New York Post. It's all the Murdoch empire. They're, they're against, they understand the debt ceiling in our hands. And here's the thing about the debt ceiling, but increase, there's no increase to the debt ceiling. Sorry, No. We're actually going to use it to come up with a plan. There is no increase to the debt ceiling. You're going to have to figure out with the amount of debt you have right now, you're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to have an adult conversation. No more of this naive kicking the can down the road. The same with the appropriations. This is why they took the power out of McCarthy's hands right now because they saw that this was coming. This is what it's all about. This is a spiritual war, but right now on Capitol Hill, this is just about two simple things. Money and power, okay? Money and power. And what they want, they do not want this audience. They don't want the grassroots. They don't want the Tea Party. They don't want the remnants of 2014. They don't want the Trump movement. They do not want you at the table. They particularly don't want you at the head of the table as the head of the creditors committee. Dave Bratt, uh, your history from 14. Tell us about it. Why was it so important? And why does it resonate today? Kurt Bardell is 1,000% correct. This is what it goes back to. Right. It's like the, the movie in The Godfather that you to go back into the history of Sicily, right, to find out what the five families are fighting about in, in New York in the 1950s. You got to go back to Sicily at the turn of the century because history has meaning here. It has it has it definitely has deep roots. And it's all about the cartel. Dave Brat. Yeah, well, uh, first place, uh, these are just all my own comments. I don't speak on behalf of anyone or any institution. And uh, secondly, Bardella, you know, the left, they're supposed to be loving people, but he's not too loving to me or anybody else. <laughs> and uh, he talks about this, you know, I, I'm part of this grand conspiracy. Uh, that's all news to me. When I was on the phone asking people for 500 bucks, they said, uh, hey, Don Quixote, how you feeling today? Every That's what I got, right? I had nothing. I had 150,000 total versus 5 million. And so there was no movement. I'm not part of some orchestrated group. I was a Presbyterian economist, and he, which is fairly boring, right? I mean, this is, I was a fairly boring liberal arts prof. You know, I love teaching and all that. I, but, uh, you know, all these names in this piece just over and over and over. And then they abstract from policy. I ran on policy. Uh, Cantor was pushing an amnesty. 
uh, which he said yep. that yep. With the basic principles of amnesty on all his commercials said go back to the founding fathers. Uh, don't think so. And then I was an economist. You know, I've been I was I ran on the unfunded liabilities, which were about a hundred trillion back then, and the deficits, which were uh, small then compared to what they are now. They've been dwarfed, uh, and that's Federal Reserve uh, nonsense. Uh, Part of it was already done, right? The 0809, that kind of triggered me, got me uh, excited. Uh, but uh, yeah, th these uh, these caricatures uh, that come about me or the other, uh, the uh, Freedom Caucus guys, uh, they can't sustain themselves on a policy argument. And they never mention what you mentioned in the, uh, in the dialogue there was the people. The people don't uh, get a voice here because when you say, well, there's just 20 uh, representatives and it's, you know, Gingrich came out with some comments and whatever, uh, but they're, what they're missing is there's only 20 because if you dare speak out, you don't get $10 million and you lose all your committee assignments. And there's no, that's a, what I just said is very significant, right? If you speak out on behalf of your people, your constituents in a republic, you get uh, no money to get reelected. I had the Republican machine come after me as well as the Democrats uh, in elections because I followed, of all things, the Republican creed, right? The Repu if the Republicans would just come out, and which they didn't, leadership didn't run on any promises, uh, but the, the Republican convention produces a platform which says uh, no open borders, which we have, we have and they actually say in the platform we should have a wall. Uh, leadership doesn't say a word on that. They say we're fiscally responsible. We just had an omnibus uh, bill, which further bankrupted the United States of America, adding to $32 trillion in debt uh, that, as you alluded, is causing uh, you know sovereign debt crises around the world right now. Ghana's in the paper today, and you just mentioned a few others. Uh, that's going to have wrinkles. Uh, and then uh, the, uh, the everlasting war camp. Uh, we have a war going on now. No one's uh, approached the American people on the basic strategy and outcomes uh, and cost benefit of what we're getting out of this war. Uh, and so, you know, those are just a few things that might matter to the average American or conservative. In addition to, you know, the Republican uh, platform has God language in it, uh, which is inspiring and it, it locates our rights uh, as the entire Western, you know, civ tradition does. Our rights, our inalienable rights, uh, which tells you right there, they come from God. Uh, there's none of that in the left. And so the, the Republican uh, the Republican at home just wants to hear that glowing language coming out. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today.
Take action. Use your agency. Your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. Uh, MyPillow.com, promo code where we've got a, a beginning of the year sale. Sleep the sleep of the just on the products of MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Still got this massive inventory sale. If you didn't get the perfect gift for Christmas, treat yourself. Go there today. MyPillow.com, promo code war room. We'll get more into the details of that later in the second hour. Cantor in 14, Boehner through a motion to vacate in 15, Ryan in 18, retired because he couldn't take it anymore, and now McCarthy in 2023. Dave, Brad, I know you got to bounce, um, but it gets down to money and power. This gets down to Russ, Vo- Russ Vote, who's going to join us next, the theory of the case of the cartel. This is about th- That was the cartel leadership, right, the heads of it, but yep. it, it goes much deeper. They all went down. They all went down, and they went down for the muscle of this populist movement, the Tea Party movement, the Trump movement, the Tea Party movement, more than to the, to the Trump movement. The MSNBC guys are right. They're 100% right. That's what, and you see all this other stuff, all these other networks and Fox and stuff. It's all confusing, but that's all fog of war. The focus on the signal. This is about money and power. The Hill newspaper, which is the, the newspaper for the lobbyist set, they get it. That, that you go down eight paragraphs. This is what it's about. It's about the debt ceiling, and it's about, uh, it's about the appropriations bill. In fact, uh, one of the guys on CNN, a former congressman, said the other day, the biggest mistake they, the Senate right now is talking, the biggest mistake they think they made is not putting the debt ceiling into that omnibus bill. So we're going to get to Russ Vogt here in a minute. Dave, how do people get to you? Because now, and I'm hearing right now that they may not, they're going to convene at 12 o'clock, but there may not be a vote. The fourth vote, remember all the big talk of McCarthy? <clears throat> we're going to stay on the floor and we're going to vote nonstop throughout the night. We're going to keep there till we break them. Uh, and they got to that fourth vote, and Donald's, Byron Donald showed that the dam was about to break. <clears throat> That's why they wanted to get off the floor so quickly. <laughs> Remember, McCarthy had told people, I'm going to, re- if I have to go back into conference, I'm going to retire or resign from the Congress and go back and get on a plane to California. They didn't want that fourth vote, right? They knew that other that dam was just about to, there's a couple of three or four about to jump over too, and that would be the death knell for them. So all the big talk now, now I'm hearing there's not even going to be a vote at, uh, at high noon. There may be some delay there. They don't want that fourth. Uh, Dave Brett, you're a hero. You came in and started this whole thing back in 14. How do people follow you now? Because it is about, and you're going to be back on here many, many times talking about debt ceiling appropriations because it's about money. It's about power. It's about the people versus the cartel. That's what this comes down to. Okay. Very simple. Dave Brett, how do folks get to you? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll just close by saying we've empowered uh, corporate America over this decade by the continued moderation, right? And so now it's big tech with ESG and the woke uh, CEO, Fortune 500s, and uh, doing business with a uh, totalitarian surveillance state called China. The history books are gonna look back at this period in shock. And back when I was in, uh, we made one promise, just one under uh, Ryan and the Republican leadership, et cetera, uh, we were gonna repeal Obamacare and we didn't do that. And so now we have socialized medicine, and that's a power center and a money center that no one will touch that's led into all sorts of public health fiascos because it's all centralized. And so your crew knows all this. I could go on and on. But uh, I'm I'm a brat economics on Getter, and uh, I don't do a whole lot of social media. I I love uh, teaching and being the dean at uh, Liberty University and working with his students. That's uh, my passion and uh, being in the uh, being in a Christian environment with these kids is just unbelievable. 
As Dave Brett leaves us, he said, yeah, Bobert was on here yesterday, he said Mike Rogers from Alabama. Yesterday, that was a contentious a, a conference they've ever had before they came on the floor. He stood up and said, anybody that votes against McCarthy out there, we are stripping you of your you were stripping you of your uh, of your committee assignment. We're going to strip you of your committee assignment, which is basically the yeah. folks back home. <laughs> hey, screw them! They're gonna, and we're going to get you primaried. They're playing smash yeah, now. I, this I got, hardball. I got, kicked, I got kicked out of the members' dining room. They couldn't strip me of any more stuff. You got kicked, <laughs> Dave Brett. <laughs> oh, such a good man. You're such a good, and you're a holy man. You're a good man, Brett. Thank you so much. God bless everyone. So, Keep the faith. God bless and, and God bless everybody down at Liberty. Such a great university. Um, I got the, the Russ vote. Uh, Russ, let's. Uh, it's got a cold open that we specifically pulled from this morning for Russ vote. Let's play that and we'll bring Russ in. Say of these twenty Republicans, he gets a few. He he finally he gets there somehow. What he's offering is a speakership that the remaining crazies can bring to a halt at a moment's notice. So how does? anything function? How does anything happen? Yeah, I, I think it's going to start off really broken. And if he does have to give in, like I said, on the motion to vacate where they can remove him at any time, it could be a very short speakership. You know, this was one of the things that when Paul Ryan uh, took took over, said, you know, we need to get rid of this rule. We need to change it so this is not hanging over me. We never actually got rid of it. But we kind of got a handshake deal that they wouldn't use it against him. Yeah, he's going to have no leash to do much of anything. Uh, the, 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 maybe the good thing is that expectations are super low, that they're you know going to accomplish a whole lot. It is divided government. But there are some things you have to do. You have to fund the government at some point. The thing that keeps me up at night is you have to increase the debt limit. You have to avoid a, a, a debt default. And providing Republican votes to do that is going to be extremely hard. And it's the kind of thing where if you even try to do it, they could kick you out. So uh, I, I have very low expectations for what they're going to be able to do. And it's not just Kevin McCarthy. I mean, again, this comes down to whoever is in charge. Whoever is going to become speaker is probably going to have to live under these rules because these people have asserted their authority over the rest of the group. Uh, and I just don't see any way out of it. Russ uh, Vought joins us now. Uh, Russ, he said the quiet part out loud right there. This is what it's about. They're, they're very nervous. This is why Wall Street Journal, the Fox, they're coming hard. Because they understand it's the appropriations process for this coming year. They took the gavel out of our hand for this to pass the omnibus. But the under the thing the thing that's keeping them up at night, they see the fight for the debt ceiling right here. Russ Vought. Is this the is this us versus the cartel? Absolutely. They want the ability to not change and to be able to keep on doing what they've been doing for decades. And they know all of your history has been totally sound. And I love the focus on Dave Bratt. Uh, because that was one of those canary in the coal mine moments where they knew uh, the apparatus is coming down. But they've been able to hide the ball on really the per what the cartel is and how it functions. And they want to continue. Uh, you know what the debt limit is? The debt limit right now is a balanced budget requirement that we have in law. And then you have this former Republican uh staff saying the biggest thing keeping me up at night is we're not going to be able to violate the balanced budget requirement in law. I mean, this is why we have failed for decades. It's perfect. That was, by the way, what he's talking about that, that was the comms director for Paul Ryan. That was Brendan Buck. He's a, he was a big player, still a big player in the, and behind the scenes. The, the, but Ross, I want to go back over that because the, they get it. Everybody forget all the other happy talk and all it's it's kind of the other network. Some of the other network is so immature how they run around. It's like it's like you're you're in some high school cafeteria, junior high school cafeteria. This is about money and power. OK, this is about money and power. They understand we're facing a sovereign debt crisis and the only rational adults in the room is this audience. 
And that's why Russ fought in the in what he represents in the balanced budget he did. Russ, talk to us about this crisis. You've you've given a ten year plan of not touching Social Security and and, and Medicare. You've given a ten year plan. They, that's that's what this fight's about. They understand now that if we empower, uh, if we empower the people that have uh, uh, understanding of what this issue is, if we're empowered now that the game stops. Am, am I incorrect on that? Is that what this fight is? And that's why the Wall Street Journal and all the forces of corporate America, remember, we gave corporate America everything he wanted. He gave him every tax cut you could. He gave him all deregulations. And they turned on you. Uh, they turned on the American people viciously. Is this fight about money and power, sir? Absolutely. And, and think about how a cartel works. This is a political cartel, but think about how a business cartel works. It works up until the point that someone exposes it. A business goes out there and says, well, you know what? I care more about the price that I'm going to get. In this case, I care more about the American people and accomplishing the objectives that they sent me to on a policy basis. And around town, everyone likes to manage the members away from the power, which is the vote on the floor. Or in the case of the spending, to manage them away from the appropriations fight, away from the debt limit fight. Let's let's have some commissions and hearings and think. No, no, let's not talk about appropriations. Let's talk about Social Security. Let's not not what we fund every year, the bureaucracy. All of that are shiny object devices that are designed by the cartel intentionally to distract away from the leverage points that the American people have to change the way that Washington works. We are seeing that today and yesterday. Today will be the day of slander. We will overcome the day of slander, and we will continue to crush the cartel. What do you mean, people? Just be aware, folks. You and your and your and your and your uh, and your and your warriors here are about to be called a lot of bad names. Talk to us about the slander day. Today's going to get pretty pretty ugly and pretty tough, is it not, sir? It is. I mean, they yesterday they tried to project some happy feelings on the floor of the house. And you're totally right. They lost control when all of a sudden 19 posted no, not the five that Mark Levin's been making fun of. They posted 19 and then Byron Donald showed that the roof was about to cave in. So next thing you know, we're not talking about cots being brought out to have votes throughout the night. Now we're talking about, oh, everyone go to their dinner. So that's going to continue today. And you're going to see that they're going to bring out all the people to say, oh, these people are grandstanding. Why grandstanding? Because that's what the exposure of the cartel does. It's going to happen all day today, and we got to play whack-a-mole whack wherever we can, even when it hurts, even when we have friends and old allies on the line. We've got to play whack-a-mole. You don't call us grandstanders. You're the one that's protecting the cartel. Uh, Russ Vote, uh, today people need to stay in touch with you on social media and over at your great uh, organization on your website. How, how do people do it? Because there's going to be many friends, many colleagues, people who admire President Trump. You know, there's no, there's no two bigger supporters of President Trump than Russ and myself. President Trump came out hard for, for McCarthy a little while ago. There's going to be friends and colleagues, and it's going to get nasty. So how do they follow you, Russ? At Russ Vote, at Getter at Truth at Twitter, and they can get us at the center at AmericaRenewing.com. Right now, all the actions on the social media channels. By the way, the Russ is the exact type of warrior. When you're in a foxhole, you want Russ vote next to you. Brother, thank you. Proud, Thanks, to, proud to have you on the show. Thank you, sir. Okay, uh, another warrior, Corey Lewandowski, who's been there from the beginning. Corey's going to join us after a short commercial break. Started, everything's begun, and you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong, 
Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Host, Stephen K. Bam. Okay, welcome back. By the way, still up in the air what we're going to be doing at noon. We thought this was going to be the pregame. Uh, don't even know if they're – I think they're going to convene. Don't even know if they're going to vote. Not having a conference right now. The great John uh, Levin over at the New York Post, he's the weekend editor. Um, breaking, uh, just talked to – he's quoting uh, Representative Matt Gates tells Levin at the New York Post that Gates has the votes to stop Kevin McCarthy from becoming speaker today. I want I want to bring in Corey Lewandowski. Corey was the campaign manager in the primary that uh, this kind of come from behind, come out of nowhere primary, the historic primary President Trump won in 16 with really uh, Corey, Hope Hicks, and I think – I think we put Stephen Mill on the plane, one or two other people. Corey, people don't know your background. You actually, uh, you were a state trooper, but before you, in fact, you were tapped. Dave Bossy had, was on a search, I think, for pre- President, then candidate Trump back in as early as, I think, 14. And he uh, had heard about you and your work as a grassroots organized and a grassroots guy. You, you probably have a better feel for the grassroots than just about anybody in, in what we call Trump world. Um some things have happened in the last couple of days. We've got the speaker's fight, but we also have Ronna McDaniel yesterday. She's on Fox nonstop. Carl Rove and Ronna McDaniel, they kind of flip-flopping with they throw Newt in every now and again. But she's just all in for McCarthy. We've been making the case here that the speakership race and the and the and the um uh and the head of the RNC chair race are kind of inextricably linked. Do, do you agree with that theory or not? Steve, I absolutely agree. Look, a couple of things we've got to remind your viewers of. Number one, Mitch McConnell should have lost his race for leader in the Republican Party, now the longest serving Republican leader in history, which is outrageous. We lost the U.S. Senate because of what happened under McConnell's leadership. But he beat back Rick Scott for that challenge. Kevin McCarthy, even though the Republicans took back the majority, is going to be held accountable. And I think will ultimately be denied the speaker's gavel because he weighed in in primaries against good candidates. He weighed in against candidates who went on to win not only their primary against Kevin's recommendation, but their general elections because they were America first candidates. And Ronna Romney McDaniel, who has been the RNC chair for six years, who stood up in front of Amelia Island two years ago and said, I just need two more years. This will be my last term, is now saying that the 168, the magical 168 is saying they need to have her for two more years. Steve, when you lose elections, there has to be consequences. And I think what we should see, what we will see, is Kevin McCarthy will be denied the gavel, and hopefully Ronald Romney will be denied the RNC chairmanship again. 
Let's go back to let's take McCarthy first and we'll take Rana. When you say denied the gavel, you've been Corey's the kind of guy also when you're in a firefight, you want him in the foxhole next to you. This is getting intense. It's getting personal. There's no bigger supporter of President Trump than Russ Vought or Corey Lewandowski or Steve Bannon. President Trump came out after thinking about it overnight, came out hard for, for McCarthy. How tough is it going to get today? And you've been in these fights before. Why are you saying that he's going to be denied the gavel? His guys are right now saying, hey, we don't care about Gates and this guy. We're going to stay and we're going to vote and are going to conference. And we don't care if we keep people here for five days. We're going to break these people. So what's your assessment of that? Look, Kevin made a strategic uh, mistake yesterday by letting people go home. If it were me and I would have been uh, the person running for speaker, I would have made them sit in those chairs until people are smelly and dirty and filthy and said, fine, vote for me because I'll let you go and shower. He didn't do that. It shows weakness. If it were Corey Lewandowski, I would have said, I don't care what your plans are. We're staying here until this vote is done and I'm the next speaker of the house. And if you want to extract me from the speaker's office, you better bring the Capitol Police because Lewandowski isn't going anywhere. Kevin doesn't have that toughness to him. And the truth is, guys like Matt Gates and Anna Polina Luna and others who are not supporting his speakership are doing so on principle. And these principled individuals aren't going to change because Donald Trump says to or not. I am a huge Donald Trump supporter. I've been there from the beginning. Steve, the grassroots is angry because we have been taken advantage of again. And because six years ago, when we thought we had a new speaker coming in and was going to be Kevin at the time, there was a consensus candidate whose name was Paul Ryan, and he screwed us in the first two years of the Trump administration, and we haven't forgotten it yet. I want to go to, um, and by the way, the fight you just saw there and the angle of attack and the attitude is exactly why Trump won the primary with a handful of people. That's exactly, that's the swagger. Need a little of that swagger back, brother. Uh, I want to go to Rana. People that a guy I consider a brother and you consider a brother, Dave Bossy, and I consider Dave's, you know, we brought him in right away to be the deputy uh, campaign chairman or campaign head in, in 16 uh, when we won. It was because of guys like Dave Bossy who knows how to get down the trenches. Dave supports her. So and Dave's been part of that. He's a chairman of Maryland. Dave knows a lot more about that, Corey, than, than Corey and Steve. So what, what's your what's your take? What's your beef with Rana? Look, my beef is this, Steve. Elections matter. And you show me what we have done as the national party to put us in a stronger position. The red wave did not come across that it was supposed to in 2022. Uh, we did not see success in 2020. We didn't see success in 2018. And the truth is, Rana will become, if she's reelected, the first chairman in like 100 years to serve four terms. There are other people who can do this. And she sat there in front of the committee two years ago and said, I just want to do two more years. What happens with these people, and it reminds me of members of Congress who talk about term limits, is Hey, term limits are for thee, but not for me. The rules apply to everybody else, but not for me. Let's let somebody get in there. Harmeet is a very smart woman. She's the National Committee woman from California. She's the head of Republican lawyers for the country. And look, we need new leadership at the RNC. I'm so sick about of hearing, hey, we knocked on this many doors, made this many phone calls. I don't care if we didn't win. So go start winning elections. Go start making sure that our candidates are the right ones. Stop living off the grift and the corruption that takes place through that building and start getting success. And if we would have had a massive victory like we did when Barack Obama was the president or when Bill Clinton was the president, where we won 63 and 54 seats respectively in the first midterm, then Ronald Romney deserves to stay. But that's not what happened here. So let's have some accountability. 
How do you see this playing out? The, the Rana thing is going to heat up, obviously, in the next couple of days. we got Caroline Wren on in the second hour of the show. Um, h- how do you see this playing out? You, you're uh, not just a brilliant strategist. You're a pretty good tactician when you get into a fight. And it's kind of fog of war, the moves you make. Uh, I think that even though the dam was going to break, and that's why they wanted to get out of the floor, I agree that if you're going to st- if you're going to grind these guys, you should have grinded them overnight last night and made it hurt. Uh, and now I hear they're not even going to they're not even coming in for a vote at at noon. This is what I'm hearing that may be a little different. It's changing minute by minute because they they're afraid of losing these votes. How do you think this thing plays out? And do you think it plays out to a Jordan or somebody else will emerge structurally? How do you walk the walk us through the Corey Lewandowski view of the tactics here? Steve, I think that Ray Yankor, who is Jim Jordan's guy, should be making calls behind the scenes to say Jim actually wants this job. And if Jim comes out publicly and says, I want it, I think you'll see 80 to 100 votes go for Jim on the next vote. Look, Kevin is losing votes every round. Uh, He's down 20 right now. Even guys like Byron Donalds from, from Florida are starting to vote for Jim Jordan. Once that dam breaks, there's no stopping it. Is Steve Scalise an alternative? Potentially. Is Jim Banks an alternative? Potentially. Look, I've heard the name Elise Stefanik thrown around. I think where we are is Kevin made the strategic decision to let people go home. I think it was a bad decision. I also think his whip team has been has done a terrible job. They thought they were going into the first round, Steve, with five votes short. They were 19 yeah. votes short. Yeah. How do you not know how to count? I mean, give me a break. This is all you guys do. And it tells me the weakness of the operation and what Kevin is going to do potentially is he's going to have to join with Democrats if he actually wants to get this done. And if he does that and gives them the committee assignments that they want and the power that they want to wield, then we have been no better than if Akeem Jeffries was the chairman of the Speaker of the House. By the way, talk about the tactics. I think it's Self, uh, the guy from uh, the replace the guy that had the problem up in North Texas. He's telling people yesterday nobody in the whip team ever called him. He said they should have added my name to it. Said I wasn't going to volunteer it, but I would have told him if they called me. He said he never got a call. Byron Donalds is a McCarthy guy. He was made by McCarthy. He's kind of a made man. That's not a small thing. When he comes out to CNN after the second round, said, hey, I don't see how the guy gets to 218. I'm going to jump on the Jordan train. That's a big deal. He's he's Look, one of Kevin's guys. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Self, uh, Donald, Andy Ogles from Tennessee, who used to work for me. I've known for 20 years. Nobody called Andy. They just assumed he was going to vote for him. No one called Anna Polina Luna down in Florida, a veteran who is a phenomenal candidate. Right. She's our candidate. We look at these candidates across the country. How does the whip operation not have a communication tool for all of them? I can count to 218. My 10-year-old can count to 218. It's amazing to me that the McCarthy team can't count to 218. They are so consumed with getting that gavel in front of them that they didn't do the due diligence. And I, I, I'll i tell you, Steve, I don't see how Kevin gets there. I really don't. I think you're going to see a consensus candidate. The fact that Jim Jordan made an impassioned speech from the floor yesterday and Kevin lost a vote on the third vote after Jim made that speech should tell you everything you need to know that even with Jim's support, it's not coming around. Big time. Uh, Real quickly, uh, if whoever the speaker is, give me your angle of attack of what this House has to do. What does this House have to do on appropriations, on debt ceiling, on investigations? Give us the Corey Lewandowski strategy for the House. Number one, impeach Mallorca. Okay, that's a simple thing to do. It should have been done already, right? It's the first vote that they should do, and they have the votes to do it, okay? Number two, you better stop giving money to the Ukraine. $68 billion. Look, you know, this guy walks in with a flag signed by a bunch of jamokes over in Ukraine, and they say, hey, let's, you know, let's give us another $68 billion. What the hell is going on here? When, when do we start putting America first? 
Steve, the conservatives are steaming mad because they're taking our money and sending it to everybody else for border security. You close the border, you fund the border wall, which you and I have talked about for the last six years. You make sure America comes first. It's not America last. You do that as a Republican majority and the Senate will come our way and we win the White House in two years also. You agree that this is the predicate. This is going to be run as the predicate for President Trump's second term. We got to look at this as two years that we got to chop, clear a lot of brush underway so that we get back in 20, we get back in January 25 and really run the tables, correct? That's your theory of the case here? That's exactly right, Steve. And look, our last line of defense right now are these Republican governors around the country, Ron DeSantis and Henry McMaster and others that are stopping uh, you know, what's going on from the administration. I give praise to Greg Abbott down in, in Texas and so many others who've stepped up and said, we won't take this anymore. And so look, if we have to, we will use the governor's executive authorities around this country to prevent the overreach from the federal government and take them to court. Because every time we go to court, Biden's administration loses. We've done a great job on that. We need to keep that pressure on them. Corey, how do people get to you on social media? How do they get to uh, your writings and your website? Look, best thing to do is go to Elon, baby, which is just Twitter. Go to C. Lewandowski at the Elon panel, right? I mean, look, Elon (laughs) is the only thing that saved us. What we now know, Steve, is that the big tech companies have colluded to go against guys like me and you. So thank you, Elon, for giving us a platform. Thank you for exposing the corruption that's going on out there. And uh, let's keep up the fight. Corey Lewandowski, thank you very much. Thank you for your uh, for your swagger, sir. Appreciate it. Take care. Uh, that's the kind of fight we need, right? I, I, I don't get, I mean, this is what won in 16. And remember, they mocked and ridiculed uh, Corey. Oh, he's some grassroots guy. He's working up uh, with, I think, the Americans for Prosperity up in New Hampshire. Who is this guy? And he ran a magnificent primary campaign. He came out of nowhere to absolutely... Uh, stun everybody that's the kind of fight swagger cussedness that you need right now it's going to get extremely ugly over the next couple of days so just strap in if you want to say hey we got to take it on now we got to break the cartel now we can't uh we we can't we can't give an inch here if you give an inch they're just going to run the table they're just going to roll you okay we're gonna take a short break we got mike davis is going to join us give us his thoughts uh we've had quite a morning so far with brat uh russ and Corey. Uh, we got Russ. I got uh, Norman in the uh, in the second hour. We got Caroline Wren. Others. We also got. We got to get some other news in too. We're going to figure out how to get it all in around the Ralph Norman interview in the next hour. Short commercial break. Mike Davis will join us on the other side. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. 
iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, I just want to make sure that because um, this is inextricably linked with the history of this. And a lot of people, um, the, this audience knows most of it. Some of them know all of it. But when you said the Fox and the CNN and MSC, they have no earthy idea what's going on. You had the Reagan Revolution in 80, right? And, and that was thwarted by the Bush guy, starting with Jim Baker and that crowd, even as early as 84, right? You then had the Gingrich Revolution in 94, and, uh, and Mike Davis, one of our big contributors, was part of that as a young intern towards the end of that. You then had the Tea Party Revolt of 2010, which we won 63 seats. Now, we did win it off 174 base, so we got, got up to the, what, the mid-240s. 230s and house seats and then you had the day brat we started at 214 which bardell is walking through today which the taking down of the kind of the young guns the canner boehner ryan and now mccarthy then you had trump come on the scene really in 14 uh but particularly in 15 when he announced but he was actually working it in 14 right after the uh, in fact the first time i actually saw him in real action besides the cpacs was in 2014 in new hampshire on the first of may uh, a, a, a cattle call put on by Dave Bossy, which Trump dominated, right? Uh, 30 days after that was Dave Brett's stunning primary defeat, the first time in American history of a sitting majority leader, Eric Kanner. When Dave Brett talked about he only raised $150,000, Dave Brett raised $150,000. He spent $125,000. He had $25,000 in the bank. He spent $125,000 in a primary. Eric Kanner had spent more for one dinner at uh at uh, johnny vans or whatever it is uh in in dc for for donors to his camp. he had spent more in one dinner than day brett spent on the entire campaign and then you had the uh then you had the rise of the trump movement the, the surprise stunning victory in 16 which really made mitch mcconnell because we dragged you know blunt and toomey and johnson across the finish line and burr at the end they didn't think we we're gonna take the Senate. that was all donald trump and here we are today in 2023 and that's what this this fight is it is about the cartel. And if you're going to continue to do it, what the opposition, instead of, oh, we're constitutional conservatives, you guys are populist, you guys are terrible, just let's, let's, let's stick this, cut all the crap. Let's put all that aside. Let's talk about the reality here. We're a nation that is stone cold bankrupt, except the fact that our number one export happens to be the U.S. dollar, right? And now you're seeing sophisticated people around the country saying, hey, look, I think we're seeing a potential sovereign debt crisis in Japan. Right. A potential sovereign debt crisis in Italy, which is the seventh biggest industrial economy in the world. OK, essentially a sovereign debt crisis in the UK, a sovereign debt crisis in China. And guess what? A, a truly a sovereign debt crisis here in the good old United States of America. 
This is serious. Until they can come back with a theory of how you actually do this, how you get control of spending, what do you do with the debt ceiling, what do you do with the debt and the unfunded liabilities, until they come with a serious adult argument, screw them, okay? This is called command by negation in military and in mergers and acquisitions and hostile takeovers. <laughs> this is called command by negation. All you got to do is hang together. Mike Davis, you've been uh, you've been around this a long time. Is there anything in my history there? Am I am I is it's been the populist grassroots limited government conservative movement versus the cartel for many many years now, and this is just the latest iteration. And that's why of all the smoke that run around and all this misdirection play, it gets down to money and power. Is that not true, sir? That's absolutely right. And when you have people like Kevin McCarthy, uh, you know he takes money from corporate PACs and he does their bidding, whether it's the trillion dollar big tech, uh, big, te uh, big tech monopolist, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, the military industry. It, 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 if you want Kevin McCarthy's attention, you better have a $5,000 PAC check because he does not, he, he has shown over the last many years, he does not give a damn about everyday Americans in the real world, whether it is uh, the BLM, Antifa riots, COVID lockdowns, the gender chaos in schools, gender affirming care, which is uh, uh, the, the Democrats' nice way of saying uh, mutilating kids with surgeries and hormone pills. Where has Kevin McCarthy been on these key fights over the last many years? We are under siege since 2020 from the Marxist left. We no longer have a liberal Democrat party. We have a left. But, but, but let's, let's leave the Democrats aside. How did the corporate, you got the oligarchs in Silicon Valley, you got big pharma, you got the military industrial complex, you got so many veterans in our movement. How did the corporations, which used to be the, the bedrock of the Republican party, that you take care of the, you know, the business of America's business, you give them tax cuts, you give them deregulation, all's going to be good. How did that get to be almost a more threatening and more radical aspect than even the radicals in the Democratic Party, sir. Because the Marxist left have, have taken over, has taken over every institution in America, whether it's government, academia, uh, corporate boards through, uh, you know, these pain in the, pain in the neck employees and pain in the neck uh, activist investors. These boards have gone woke to try to silence them at uh, Coca-Cola, many other companies. It, they, the left is so much better, so much smarter, so much sub subversive than, than we are as conservatives. They know how to, to earn power. They know how to take power. They know how to win. And uh, they've done this over the last two decades, actually longer than that. But they, they, I mean, when they've taken over, they've taken over the military. When the, the Marxist left have, has taken over the, uh, the military, you know they were in trouble. And where has Kevin McCarthy been? Like, where has he been? He is... Uh, he's be basically investor relations for the Marxist left. He just takes their calls and does their bidding. And 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 where you're seeing this most is really the the thing that's choked us down. They had another dump last night of the CIA and the FBI involvement in Twitter about the about the the hard drive from hell, the laptop from hell is absolutely stunning. What 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 big tech did in the merger with the FBI and the CIA is nothing more than a, I mean, I'm stunned by these revelations. They're just, they're actually draw dropping. I tell you what, Mike, if we can hold you through a break, it's a 90 second break. Cause I want to ask Mike uh, Davis 
who is a fighter. How does this play out today? We're hearing right now it's still up in the air. Are they going to come back and have the fourth vote? They're not going to have the fourth vote. We thought they're going to stay there all day long. Are they in conference or not in conference? Uh, it's the fog of war, and that's what this audience likes best. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. We're going to play some one-eyed jacks when we get back. Short commercial break. Mike Davis joins us. I think we're getting John Frederick's Caroline Wren. We're jammed up today on RNC chair in the speakership. All of it about money and power. Next in the world. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. WARROOM POSSE, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.